Hello, this is Anthony Day. It's Friday and welcome to the Sustainable Futures show. This week, natural capitalism. Natural capitalism is in decline. England's natural capital, the elements of the natural environment which provide valuable goods and services to people, such as clean air, clean water, food and recreation, is in long-term decline. So says the third report to the Economic Affairs Committee by the Natural Capital Committee, NCC, published this week. Successive natural capital deficits have built up a large natural capital debt, and this is proving costly to our well-being and the economy. If economic growth is to be sustained, says the committee, natural capital has to be safeguarded. Come on, where's the greenest government ever? If we invest in peatlands, wetlands, forests and fisheries, we'll generate significant returns, billions of pounds. Air pollution alone is costing 20 billion each year in sickness and in premature death. The Guardian picked up this story and so did the BBC. It was reported in the Huffington Post and even Russia Today, but the mainstream press largely ignored it. Tony Juniper, respected environmentalist and author of What Nature Does for Britain, pulls no punches in The Guardian. We, he says, and every other generation before us, have depleted the country's natural systems and wildlife. First we wiped out the big animals, then we destroyed or heavily modified nearly every bit of natural habitat, and plundered vital resources, including soils and fish stocks. Today even the small things are disappearing, including many kinds of songbirds, insects and plants. The NCC report sets out a 25-year strategy to reverse this decline and make ours the first generation to leave the natural environment in a better state than it inherited. To do this, Juniper believes we need legislation. He says this would not be a fluffy feel-good law, but one to promote and protect our health, wealth and security in a fast-changing world a law to help make nature our ally, and not, as is widely perceived at the moment, our enemy. WWF, formerly the World Wildlife Fund, welcomed the report in much the same tone. Restoring nature is not a costly nice to have. It is in our own economic interests. WWF looks forward to the government's full support for the NCC's recommendations. Unsurprisingly, the RSPB, Royal Society for the Protection of Birds, is in full support as well. Russia today picked up on the public health aspect. The report warns that air pollution can result in up to 40,000 deaths per year in the UK, particularly in areas without nearby woodland, while also warning about the impact of pollution on mental health. Writing in the Huffington Post, Nick Molo, executive director of the Aldersgate Group, said, The idea of natural capital may sound like an abstract concept. It is anything but. In May 2013, the business-led Ecosystems Markets Task Force found that the corporate world was often unaware of its significant reliance on nature. It takes, for instance, 50,000 litres of water to manufacture a car, 20,000 litres of water to produce a kilo of chocolate, and some 35 tonnes of water to manufacture a single tonne of artificial fertiliser. In other words, and given the risks of scarcity that can affect key natural resources such as water, a business will be more resilient and successful in the long term if it is better able to measure, control and reduce its reliance on these resources.
Roger Harabin's piece in BBC News Online attracted many comments, including The benefits of a healthy environment are massively overstated. We would be much better off harvesting the trees and mining the earth and reaping the economic gains. It's all very well wanting a green and pleasant land, but nature has only aesthetic value and won't pay the bills. Or Why is it considered a bad thing to build more houses or to increase our population? Why does it matter? Hardly anybody lives in the countryside anyway. Why should they share all that space? I say build more cities there. Also, the country does not prevent flooding. We do that through dams and through coastal barriers. Fortunately, there were also comments from people who had actually read and understood the report. Apparently, George Osborne believes that looking after nature is against the interests of people in the economy. The NCC report makes it increasingly difficult to hold this view. Let's hope that wiser politicians will be in charge of our natural environment after May. You could say that sadly, once the environment's gone, it's gone. But it isn't sad. If that happens, it'll be a disaster. Here's hoping it won't happen. Here's hoping we do get some positive action from the politicians. Probably not before the election, but maybe it's something to remind our politicians of before the election, that we do need to protect our natural environment to protect our economic environment as well. This is Anthony Day. Quite a short episode this time, the Sustainable Futures Show. But thanks for listening, and please listen next Friday to the next one, and uh, have a look at the ones in the archive if you've uh, not already looked at them. Do get in touch if you've got comments or questions, either by adding a comment on iTunes or a review on iTunes or by contacting me mail at anthony-day.com Have a great weekend and I'm looking forward to next week to see what sort of ideas, insights and suggestions I can bring to you then. If you've got ideas, do let me know. That's all for now. I'm Anthony Day. Until next time. Thank you.